Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, spooktober rolls along here. That's right. Things are getting... Things are spooky scary here on the podcast. That's right. As we do every October, we're taking a month to look at B-horror films. And, uh, you know, they kind of have an action edge. This one has a certain type of action, is what I would say. Uh, Yes, it's mostly slapping women. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, we're watching... uh, It's a brand new movie, Lisman. Every once in a while we get to watch something from... So 2022's Exorcist Mm -hmm. Vengeance. Yes. And, as always in Spooktober, we have a guest with us. The return of mm-hmm. Mr. Jerry Chrisman. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Oh, yes, Jerry. Thanks, you... thanks for continuing to agree to come on the podcast. It's very, very <laughs> Jerry, nice. you've had a real kind of... I texted John last night when I was watching the movie. I was like, John, this movie, just dear God. <laughs> you've had a real roller coaster ride on the episodes you've been on because you did see probably objectively the worst thing we've ever watched, which is Robo Vampire. Yes. In as much as it's not even really a movie. So uh, I don't yes. know what it is. Yeah. The, the other two you've done it's are something. the other two you've done are at least narratives in some sense. Um, yeah. But uh, Split Second, I think, was pretty fun. The Redger Hauer movie. And now mm-hmm. and now Exorcist Vengeance. This is uh, this is the first time we've done a Robert Bronzy movie. Without our good pal Brendan Jones, although stay tuned, mm-hmm. folks, who will be talking about Bronzy come end of the year. But uh, and uh, this is also the first Bronzy movie we've seen that's not been written and directed by Rene Perez, which in, was interesting. Indeed, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the yeah. The, normally, uh, that that's the guy who discovered him, started putting him in movies. Uh, but he, mm-hmm. he they they seem to have gone their separate ways, at least to some extent, because Bronzy has made a number of movies now without Perez, which is just insane to me because the idea that other people are now using Bronzy is so interesting. (laughs) But I think what's interesting about this movie, specifically Exorcist Vengeance, is what we saw with the Rene Perez movies was it was a lot about using Bronzy in vague Bronson-esque movies, right? He put him in mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Deadwood, which is kind of like Once Upon a Time in the West. We watched Death Kiss, which is obviously very Death Wish. Uh, now this is this is a filmmaker going, all right, he still looks like Bronson, but let's start putting him in other genres that Bronson never did. What if Bronson made a fucking mm-hmm. exorcism movie? Why not? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. It, it, it's it's It's... <laughs> crazy to me to see him in this context and and this is a whole subgenre of horror films 
the it, Exorcist style films. It was one of the reasons why I put this on the calendar was not only is it bronzy, but it is bronzy in yet we love subgenres on this show and we haven't mm-hmm. d- uh, dabbled into this. And I think this is as close as the Exorcism. Exorcism movies aren't normally known for colliding with action films, but <laughs> not really. And this movie proves why, I think. Because they there was that edge to it, like for some reason he had a revolver, but he didn't really have any reason to use no, it. No, because that's insane. I mean the the second I saw the photo from this of Bronzy dressed as a priest holding a gun, I'm like, we have to do this because I, right. and there's even a line that somebody has in the movie where they're like, I can't imagine these bullets are gonna have much effect against the devil. And it is and it, <laughs> right, and so it makes you go, "Why does he have a gun at all?" So I would this know. would this subgenre be uh, exorcism movies with with uh, lead actors who just woke up? <laughs> it, yeah, the guy is uh, the, uh, the the guy is eternally uh, having just woke up is exactly right. I think in, in terms he always of his... look, yeah, he, he looks sleepy and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has one facial expression the entire movie. One. Yeah. And I don't think he has Botox. And so. it's it's pretty monotone with the delivery mm-hmm. then too. I do still go with the the theory posited by Brandon Jones on the show that he is a Native American wood carving come to life. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> We've seen no evidence otherwise. So, yeah, we'll uh, see. We but just have to assume it's I mean, true. I, I will say the the. It's better than a Perez movie. These directors are slightly better. Not much. I guess. But, yeah. But, well, what that, I, but it's the same performance from Bronzy is what I was going to say. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. It's uh, Well, like 20 plus years ago, I saw a documentary called um, Advertising in the End of the World, mm-hmm. which is a great documentary, and it predicted so much of what's happening today. It's, it's eerie how mm-hmm. much it did. But one of the segments was talking about um, media – and what you know what the easiest thing to export and sell worldwide is violence and horror mm, violence yes. and horror mm, yep mm-hmm. and um so the, you know as much as we laugh at this very laugh worthy movie is that it's probably making money and mm-hmm. there's a huge market you know yes. for this out there which is yes. baffling but it's because of that because it's easy it's like horror, horror and violence is Unfortunately, the easiest to understand. Well, it's it's and one of the reasons. that is basically that is the basis of like the movies that we watch for this podcast. That was just what I it was going to say. Yeah. That whole industry, you know? action, action, and horror are the yeah. two that, that that travel. Comedy never travels well. Uh, for the most no. part, no. Comedy is really hard. Comedy is very difficult. And I mean, obviously, this wasn't good, but it's. Easier to make an okay action movie than an okay comedy. Well, movie. and also it doesn't require it's so much a comedy comes in nuance and cultural things, mm-hmm. right? So it, it the comedy yes. just doesn't travel well because once you put it into another language or subtitle it, you're losing a mm-hmm. lot. In horror, everybody yes. can understand monster, scary, or guys with guns mm-hmm. blowing stuff up, right? It's why things yes. like The Fast and the Furious and Mission Impossible make so much money because those are universal in their uh, appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So this this comes to us from a directing duo, uh, mm-hmm. which is which the I, Cohen I, brothers. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. This Joel is and a, Ethan. Joel and Ethan Cohen. No, uh, this is Scott Jeffrey and Rebecca Matthews, and uh, 
Listen, we're gonna, you know, don't don't forget about them too soon because they also directed the bronzy Christmas movie we'll be watching. So, I yeah, I'm looking at their uh, filmography right now, and I'm seeing a lot of future episodes. Here. Oh God, yeah. Uh, well, that is kind of the thing. I I think we found for sure that if you make a few of these, you end up making a ton of these. It does seem yes, like yes, I, and and it I mean it it baffles and infuriates me, Lisman, as people you and I trying to make films. The idea mm. that these people can just keep getting money for this schlock. Isn't yes. that amazing? And no. I, whenever you see something really bad, this is what goes through my head. It's like, okay, someone thought of this. Someone <laughs> wrote it. Someone pitched it. Mm-hmm. Someone financed them. They had meetings about this. They had onset mm-hmm. drama. They had technical. All this stuff happened for something that's just not virtually unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, it, yes. and I'm like you. It's like, how? where did they get the money? Yeah, because you know? this isn't, I, I mean, know. this movie is cheap but it's still like uh i don't know if i have a budget on this let me see but i mean it's it's definitely cheap but it's probably more money than we could ever comprehend having for a project uh, i don't know i don't I, looking I don't, at this movie i, I don't think, have a budget I, I think based on the resources john that you and i have at this point i think we could make a movie yeah about as like yeah because this movie's cheap the only effect they have uh, there is one floating body yeah, and uh, it, effect that they it do in the movie very terribly. Pretty shoddy, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but other yeah. than that, all they have is blood coming out of people's mouths. Um, so. yeah, the, we've been uh, doing that forever. However, the cinema, the cinematography for the most part is actually pretty good. Except now, yeah. the special effects, the the CGI is not good, but, but yeah. the mm-hmm. the framing of the shots, the lighting, and the post production is actually pretty good uh, that's that's the part that vexes me yeah, yeah. I mean, whoever it, was the cinematographer knew what they were doing this is something we've talked mm-hmm. about too though is also the 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 barrier to get quality cameras is so low these days the cost of them have come down that you can make something yes. with a little bit of effort and you have somebody with any kind of eye you can make something mm-hmm. look halfway decent for pretty mm-hmm. cheap these even days. without like even without like extensive or proper lighting equipment well yeah the, like the, the, uh, as cameras evolve the better they get in the low lighting stuff which is kind mm-hmm. of also speaks to what we're talking about which is the barrier to entry is so low then the kind of any idiot can mm-hmm. make a movie look halfway decent what right. happens then is what's the case in this movie which is okay it looks okay so now how's the acting <sighs> how's the writing Terrible. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's not where the money went. It is a cross. Uh, no. As a spe- as a, bad in this yeah, thing. Speaking is of anyone lighting, like, <laughs> when I was in film school, and John and I went to the same film school, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, I remember we were doing this project, and we were assigned this, I don't know, this student, and she was in charge of lighting. And mm-hmm. so we were filming at my house, and she called me. For some reason, she couldn't. She, she, I had I was in charge I guess I was a producer then too. I was in charge of actually getting the lights, but she sent me a list of what she needed. And mm-hmm. when I tallied it up, she had asked she was asking for like thirty thousand watts of lighting. Oh and I'm God. like, um my house can only handle maybe two thousand watts at max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are we renting the generator truck? Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, we didn't rent thirty thousand watts of lighting. Well, that's no. good. No, that's that's a lot. Uh, that ends well, so in that was, a house fire. So, it does, like, and it's pre LED, so the set would be one hundred twenty yeah. degrees. 
Oh, we've, yes. We've yeah. been on those sets, Lisman. Uh <laughs> We have. We, we, we have. That's true. Uh, so, of course, the... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say. So, I mean, yeah, that is the thing now. And, and with the LED lights, the lights are cheaper, too, and easier to use. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, mm-hmm. yeah, this movie does look okay. It's just, yeah, it suffers as soon as anyone starts talking. Because what I was going to say is... Uh, Listen, is anyone good in this movie? Is there anyone? I mean, there there are. I would. There are I would say there's are... one person who's pretty good. Mm. Uh, the head of craft services. <laughs> exactly. Delicious yes. sandwiches. Uh, I hear the sandwiches things. were to die for. Um, <laughs> Hungarian sandwiches. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> uh, is that? I can't name a single. I can't name one Hungarian dish. So. Listeners out there, please email us. Really good <laughs> sure, yeah. Hungarian You're dishes, Hungarian. Please. I'll try them. Yeah, that sounds good. Absolutely. Uh, I'm ignorant. I want to uh, learn. You know. Uh, listen, was uh, that, but was, was, Stephen Burkoff, I think, Steve, is the older priest. Yeah, um, Stephen. And well, he was okay. He's you know? the ringer in this uh, thing, right? He's a real deal yes. actor. Stephen Burkoff yeah. is a longtime character actor. I mean, he was a mm-hmm. Bond villain for God's sakes. He's. Victor yeah. Maitland, the bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop. You know, he's in Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange. And he's now in the place, like a lot of people, as we see on this show, who is uh, old and just going, yeah, you need me for a couple days on this thing and I'll probably get paid more than anyone else. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think, he, what he worked? Mm-hmm. I bet he shot all his scenes in a day. Easily. Yes. Because they're almost all in one location. So yeah. that's that's a good indication. He was yeah. another actor that I think they, they gently woke up to be in the <laughs> Well, <movie>. yeah, he's <laughs> time for your scene. <laughs> he's uh I mean the man's in his eighties now, you know. He's uh, yeah. he's just like yeah. uh sure, whatever. And he's got what, one, two, three, four he's got like seven movies in post-production right now i think so i think he literally Jesus. i think he just does this work a day hey, man mm-hmm. oh it's a little renaissance for him what does he care he's already he's already proved himself yeah exactly you know? so he's yeah. just uh he's just you know uh oh now i have to see steven burkoff's telltale heart it has his name in it uh oh, oh he wrote no. it too he adapted what edgar the... Allan poe's story oh that what sounds the... terrible no. Uh, that has to be awful. Um, I just like the idea of finally Stephen Burkoff's Telltale Heart. Uh, you know, and he he does a lot of TV guest appearances and stuff. So yeah, he's working, yeah. and I agree. He has because he's a real actor who's played a lot of parts. He has at least some weight to him, some emotion or or gravitas of some sort, right? Uh, yeah, it even if he's phoning it in here, which I think he is, he still has sort of the natural, um, uh, I think, charisma there's a, there's that a, a, th- a, a well-used actor. Yeah, there's have, yeah. The, you can still see what's given him a decades-long career, right? Like there is something yes. compelling about him, uh, as yes. opposed to God, everybody. I mean, I, this might be the biggest collection of not even bad performances, but just such dull performances the yes you would it was pretty sleep inducing exorcism Mm -hmm. movies i think of as being very high energy right very Mm -hmm. people screaming not really it's amazing even the possessed people are pretty low-key in this movie yeah and nothing is really portrayed as horrific because everybody is just kind of staring silently at these at the, you know the horror know. happening in this movie. No, they just kind of stand around, and then their <laughs> their, their post reactions too. It's like uh, I was thinking to myself, uh, 
should someone call the police maybe oh that that comes I, up a couple as soon times. as somebody's murdered the police should have been called like <laughs> i love that they go they go oh we got a the you know the when the when the grandson is murdered and they're talking mm -hmm. about like we need to call the police and bronzy's just like no no cops and they're just like okay <laughs> With no reason. My, my <laughs> congregation talked to the police. They, we have an understanding. Now, now like, it's so flimsy. Jerry, for Bronzy episodes, we all know Robert Bronzy has these really kind of Hungarian sort of accent. But we <laughs> yeah. just, we prefer to reimagine him sounding like Charles Bronson. So we always kind of just yes. give him the Charles Bronson sort of voice. Because mm. he should be dubbed like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, you Bron see that Bronson's face. Bronson's Greek, right? Uh, ye, no, I think he's like Polish. His name, because uh, I believe his real name was Charles Buczynski. Uh, well, this, uh, uh, Robert here is Robert Kovacs. Robert Kovacs is his real name, and he is Hungarian, if you couldn't tell. Because mm -hmm. uh, he, I mean, I will say there were multiple times in this movie, some of it is his accent, some of it is the sound mix. Where I could not understand what the fuck he was Couldn't, saying. and it was low too. Like a lot of time, it was like he's, he's behind something. I can't tell. Mm -hmm. And whatever this filter... movie might have the worst sound mixing in well, a movie I've ever seen. The other thing like, is the filters terrible. on the demonic voices unintelligible. Mm -hmm. Yes, and and I yes. at a certain point went, it just doesn't matter what they're saying, does it? Like, and it, also no. like in the music that they, oh God, whoever scored the movie was like. <laughs> Obviously, no one was giving him feedback because it was so overwrought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like having uh, the composer was having a great time. Like, Mike, wow. <laughs> Mike Elloway uh, is the mm -hmm. composer on this thing. He does not have many credits, um, but he, <laughs> uh, he, did he do the sound mixing as well? Because he really like his uh, music was like really toning out uh or uh it was so loud you couldn't hear the dialogue mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if he's just like eh this dialogue's not very good we'll just turn up well, the here, music a little bit here's here. a uh, here's here's a good indication listen there is no credited sound mixer on this movie that there's a, there's a sound <laughs> recordist but that's not the same thing uh well, okay. fairness, they, they edited this in their living room come on well i mean yes I, I, if you look, there's so few people credited on the crew. This is maybe the shortest crew list I've ever seen. They have one visual mm. effects guy. That makes sense. One makeup person. By the way, makeup yes. department head doesn't really matter if you list no one else in the makeup department. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like on business cards, owner, president, CEO. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. It, I mean, it's insane. They've got, they've got, yeah, two editors. Come on, man. Um, uh, you know, two camera operators. I mean, it's really nothing on this movie. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> Jesus. And I, I noticed that because the movie start. I usually count on most movies to have about five to six minutes of credits at least. This thing has mm -hmm. like two. I was watching the thing down the time down there. I'm going like, man, this thing is going to have to end right now. Uh, it's old school. It was like in the old movies mm -hmm. when it just had... 10 seconds of post-credits one yeah, screen. I couldn't believe mm -hmm. that. And then, yeah, aside from Bronzy, who we know, and Burkoff, I've never seen a single one of these people in anything ever. No. Uh, so, let me read about Bronzy. Let me read a little bit about his, his bio. Oh, yeah. yeah his Hungarian-born Hungarian performer, Robert Bronzy, is world-traveled actor... Is, is world-traveled, not is a world-traveled. Is world-traveled actor... <laughs> Did he dictate this? 
like Robert Blonzi is world travel actor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, a, actor and professional horseman with a love for the Wild West and classic American film. Yeah. Blonzi has worked as a carpenter, uh, big C, horse trainer, capital H, musician, capital M, and former military service member, all capitalized. Military. Uh, we don't remember. talk about what happened there, though. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he, tra- he trained as an actor at the Maria Maisie Theater School. That is, Budapest. that's the thing Budapest. that we were amazed. We did see that on one of the movies we talked about. We were always amazed that this guy has acting training because it doesn't show at all. <laughs> he was a stuntman, an acrobat, and a judo player. Yeah, that is. Yeah. a judo player. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, oh, I've played some judo in my time. Um, <laughs> He speaks multiple languages, including well, not well. I would say speak. Uh, <laughs> he he noodles in multiple languages, including <laughs> English, Spanish, and Hungarian. Well, that's good. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it goes on to list all his uh, very accomplished film filmography. Yeah, good lord. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I have a question. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say I did. Know, I mean, the thing we did know about him is he is kind of a journeyman who has bounced around doing a lot of stuff before he's found mm-hmm. his weird late in life career in shitty straight-to-video action movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. At what mm-hmm. point, when you started the movie, <clears throat> at what point did you know you were in trouble? I'll start. Okay. When I realized that I was in a lot of trouble watching this movie was was in the first few seconds. When, you know, it's this, this moving shot on the ground and they show a pool of blood. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> blood is not... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know... <laughs> Blood is not like uh, tomato soup yeah. looking. No. It's not sriracha yeah. red. Yeah. Blood is very dark. That and this looks like they got some some like a you know a cream tomato sauce. Yes. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Uh, we've come across that, like, that before. Oh, screwed. We're that in is. Yeah. I agree, Jerry. That is a sure sign of of low quality in these movies when blood is vivid red like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know from Listman, we we made a lot of bloody movies back in our teenage years, and we were very mm-hmm. cognizant of that. We all because the key we all, we put red food dye, but we put a little bit of blue food dye in it too. Yeah, to darken it up. Yeah. To make in it fairness, that crimson. It is kind of hard. It is hard to. Uh, it's it is hard to get blood to look right on film. However. Yeah, you know. I think we did a better job than this movie, though. Honestly, I, I think I have no doubt. I think if you go back and look at the movies we made in high school, the blood is better than it is in this movie. We well, you know, we made a couple of batches, to, you know, practice runs, yeah. you know, just to see how it would come we, out. They we, very clearly put something together maybe five minutes before shooting this. Well, scene, based so, on the credits um, here, there's no one on makeup or anything, or just that one right. person. So. uh yeah, exactly. Composer, I imagine the composer made the blood. So, well, the, <laughs> I, I like the composer has about eight credits, and they start in 2021. So, I think this person oh, is, uh, boy, yeah, uh, and they look like all about this kind of quality of movie. So, uh, yeah. yeah, let's dive into the movie itself. As we said, we talk about <laughs> this doesn't really begin like an exorcism movie. It begins like a cop movie or something like that, with Bronzy mm-hmm. holding this girl as she's bleeding out from a gunshot wound uh this did i miss where this came back to be important in the plot of the rest of the movie did i miss that part okay (laughs) (laughs) because i no i don't think it ever really trying to figure out where it's just why that was i think this is meant to be sort of the james bond like this is the end of his last case we're coming in 
we're establishing him as a rogue. I love the idea of a renegade priest uh, who plays yes. by his own set of rules. Because yeah, he he's he's now chasing a guy on foot with a handgun. <laughs> well, chasing you're a loose cannon, bronzy. That's kind of the scene he's... with Burkoff when he first shows up. He's like, "Have you ever yes. thought about just doing things like other priests? I play by my own set of rules." Uh, I, would, I wouldn't call it a chase. I would call it more like a light trot. Yeah, it's um, not. Nobody's yes. moving too fast in this thing. And I love it. Mm -hmm. So he, he decides to shoot the guy's on the ground. Yeah. He's got him. He decides to shoot him. And he asks him, Do you repent? Yeah. <laughs> he shoots him. Are in you the asking leg. yourself? He doesn't Are... kill him. <laughs> um, but this is there there are only I only clocked two one liners from him. Uh, there's not much in mm. the way, but this is this is the one I think that is the big one. Which is when the guy mm -hmm. sees him pull out the gun, he goes, Jesus Christ! And Bronzy says, No, but he sent me. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Probably 30 takes of it. That's, and that, I mean, that, yes. that, uh, I can't remember which Death Wish it is that has a much better version of that when he says, Do you believe in Jesus, punk? And the guy goes, Yes, I do. So he goes, Good, you'll be seeing him real soon. Now that's a much better one, and I think that's Death Wish two or three. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I did think of that one. But it is like uh, I needed. I it bums me out. The rest of the movie isn't like this because I was totally on board for Vigilante Priest. Oh yeah, right. Okay, and there's the part I understand is, and I can also imagine him doing those lines. It's like Jesus Christ, no uh, line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go from the top. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, so mm. okay, so the police come and then did I see this right? Because you know things are already starting to be a haze for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. The um mm -hmm. and like the cops, he had the gun out and the cops grabbed him, right? Yeah, the did cops. The cops grab... so. They arrest the guy and I think they're like, get that gun out of here, and they grab at least the gun away from him, right? Yeah, and then in the next scene, he's not in jail. So, uh, no, that, yeah, they, that was strange. They, I don't know. Did is the idea the church somehow like talked them out of pressing charges? Or? I think maybe that was hinted at. Because like, even if someone's like committed a crime, I don't think you can just go and chase them down and shoot them, and the cops will be like, "Yeah, yeah whatever, man." I think that uh, yeah. speaks to a corruption in in the uh, police force if they're just letting priests get off with committing attempted murder yeah you know? catholic church calling the police station well, uh, he, yeah this is the catholic church listen you know you got one of our he only, got one of our heavy hitters you know yeah, he only he shoots you could do us a solid and just release mm -hmm. him he only shoots, jesus he, would really appreciate he only it. shoots him in the leg but it seems like had the cops not shown up he was going to kill him right yeah oh yeah definitely like yeah you know. uh, yes jesus told me to put a bullet in your skull <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, blessed are the are the gun toters. It's I guess, Bible. yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's what mm -hmm. they say. Uh, so then we go to where where is this? Is this supposed to be it, England? Because they're all yeah. British, right? Okay, well, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the the uh, I don't know, I don't know who she is. One of them, I think she's American. She barely tries yes. to accent. The yeah, two, the two. There's two of them. The main girl and the 
the son or whatever are yeah. American because half the family moved to America oh, okay. and then the other half stayed in England. Ah. I think is what it is. Translation, ah. that's all the actors they could find, so they had to write the yes. story around <laughs> Exactly. Well, I yeah. will they can say, work I, off the card and I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at yeah, the, exactly. I'm looking at these actors. None <laughs> of them have very long IMDb resumes. Like these are all oh, like, no. pretty Really? Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing where you're going like, yeah, none of these people are are, are really real actors. I don't mean to say that, but I also do mean to say that. Uh so yeah, it's uh, well, actually, the, uh, well, listen, George Clooney started in a movie about a bear, like some kind of rogue bear. I oh, think. we we actually yes, uh, Grizzly Jerry, Two, the yes, Revenge, I believe. Jerry, we actually Grizzly. we actually did an episode about that movie. So uh, <laughs> yes, and yes. it didn't hurt his career. So who knows? We yeah. might be seeing these people. You know, that is a weird movie. Yeah, That's yeah. him and Laura Dern and Charlie Sheen are also in that too. <laughs> Uh, All actually, in the same scene. Because so Grizzly won, we didn't get, we didn't resolve the no, story so, arc. So, so many unanswered to... questions. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> the the person who does actually have kind of a real acting career, and I think this makes sense because she has the most to do, is the granddaughter character who sort of becomes the second lead of the movie. Uh, yes, she actually is in a lot of stuff. Now, not like big stuff, but she works a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. that does make sense to me just in terms of the amount of stuff they give her. Not that I think she's particularly good in this, but they do seem to give yeah. her a lot of the movie because I guess she's probably the only other, like, real working actor of the group. Right. Uh, yeah. They needed one of their actors to be able to cry on command, and <laughs> she was the only one who could do it, so they gave yeah. her the part. Yeah. <laughs> think I mean, about something sad childhood. Uh,. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, okay. So Nicole Nobby, the the actress who plays Rose, who ends up being spoiler the 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 Satanist of the group. Uh, is it a spoil? Is it a spoiler, John? <laughs> well, it's, it? one of, it's one of those is things it? where it's like, oh, the dark haired girl who's been like kind of sexy and evil the whole and time and wears all black. Yeah, I know? was like, I, I was like, movie, come on, man, that's got to be the red herring. Because I'm going, there's no way she's the one. Oh, she is. Okay, never mind. I I had the exact same thought process because I don't know why I gave this movie any amount of credit of like, well, they they wouldn't be that obvious, right? Well, I like thought, they, they I, have I, to be trying to fake me out. When I see, still they should have dressed up like Don Johnson, you know, from <laughs> there Miami Vice. Yes, all day yes. glow, all day glow, and white jackets, and yeah. Um, no, but I was uh, just looking. Okay, the, the, I just want to. <laughs> Just the the few film credits she had. Just listen to these titles, right? So we have Extra's okay. Vengeance. Mm -hmm. Here we then, go. then we also have The Leprechaun's Game, Medusa, <laughs> Bats, Cannibal <laughs> Troll, <laughs> Dinosaur Hotel, Cannibal uh -huh. Lake, <laughs> and then something called Hatched. Uh, and so I'm just saying, oh, like, every is that a hotel for dinosaurs, like they cater to brontosaurus. I don't know, but it, I listen. I think we need to watch Dinosaur Hotel, obviously. Very uh, high ceilings, so the dinosaurs. Yeah, Maggie and I in. were looking at she. Okay, so the, she's both Dinosaur Hotel and Hatched both came out in the same year, and they which have is the oh, same year that this movie came out. And they out have so, basically the same poster, which is just like a T Rex roaring and fire. I mean, they're both dinosaur movies. Yes. Yes, <laughs> and they're both. And I, I believe think... they're both directed by the same people who directed this. Oh. I was just about to say yes. Yes. Oh no! Uh, sorry, uh, they only okay. directed Hatched. 
Dinosaur Hotel is something oh, okay. else. It's something else. Okay, come with me. I'm going to take you on a journey. Imagine a hotel <laughs> for, dinosaurs. for dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Right? Uh, High concept. Cannibal Lake looks pretty silly, too. And I always feel so bad because, like, you, I, I'm looking at her biography here, and they talk about, you know, she studied dance and theater and is part of the Nottingham Playhouse. And you're like, yeah. It makes me sad because I mean I don't I don't know that she's the most talented, but still like the idea of these people who get into theater and they're so serious mm. about it, then they end up in shit like this and dinosaur hotel and I get you got to work but that's got to be depressing right? It's like I want to yeah. be an actor. Nobody wants to be an actor to be an exorcist vengeance. <laughs> that's I mean you know I I would kill but I don't really take myself that seriously as an actor like like my acting career. I would just love to have the story. I'm kind of with Patton Oswalt to talk about. I take movies for the stories. Like, oh, that there'll, sure. there'll be stories from that set. That's for sure. Uh, I would actually legitimately love to be in a bronzy film oh just God, yeah. to say that I, I was in. Like, I would just want to strike up a conversation with the dude because well, I'm we, very we, curious about him. Listen, listen guys, you got to do Dinosaur Hotel. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Sienna, Sienna is desperate to win a large cash prize in a secret underground game show. However, <laughs> dinosaurs begin to hunt her down for the entertainment of the rich and wealthy. Oh my god! <laughs> That's we did. We did already do a dinosaur reality show movie, which was crazy, <laughs> called the Jurassic it's, Games. Is that a sub sub genre? I maybe. I it guess is. so. Yeah. I didn't realize this until now because we did a movie called the Jurassic Games, which was uh, yes. Hunger Games with which dinosaurs. Which is a very similar plot. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Uh, I bet yeah. you the dinosaurs are the best actors in the film. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. Well. Like you, they're, you're like you, yeah. they're really committed to. You really believe they're committed to their roles. Yeah, <laughs> I really mm, bought yeah. that T Rex as a T Rex. Uh, so uh, yeah, we so we go to England now, where this maid slash caretaker is coming to this old woman's house, and she's putting groceries away when the lights start flickering, and uh oh, this old lady's possessed. Just like possessed, like yeah, okay. I, she's like sitting there at her at her writing desk in a country home, and then this is how it uh, seemed to me. She's just writing, and all of a sudden she's oh. possessed, right? <laughs> yeah, I get. I mean, this is one where we maybe have to backtrack or we have to skip forward a little bit to get into. So the idea is that the 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 niece has is is in league with Satan. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, and like very common alliance. So I, I guess that, but Satan's whole deal is that he wants to lure. <laughs> yes, tell me about Satan, John. I, I, I want to well, learn more I think about the, the Satan what, guy. what, what Rose, the Satanist girl, is is says is mm -hmm. uh, she struck up a deal where her side of it was she was get, he was going to possess her family to draw bronzy here because bronzy is the only person who's seen the face of satan yes which is and also when you see what the face of satan looks like in this movie i literally went that's satan <laughs> it's the weirdest choice work done well and that's a, that's a weird thing too it is specifically satan because here's the thing about the exorcism subgenre all right it's yes. there are a couple of movies that are well thought of, but it's kind of similar to the shark genre where there's kind of just the right. one good exorcism movie. Like they kind of yeah. nailed it out the gate. Like Exorcist is mm -hmm. pretty perfect 
and basically everything is just a retread of it. Right? Like even the Exorcist sequels are weak because they just yeah. you, you can't match. It's sort of like we did it. And I've I, I look at Exorcist like I look at Jaws, where it's like the first movie really kind of does everything you want to do with that genre. But the thing I was gonna say right. in that is that of course is a for those who remember that is a demon named Paizuzu, not Satan himself. Satan. <laughs> like Is it Mr. Does it go is it Mr. Satan? Yeah. Is it there's something, there's something is it okay to about, call him S? I, I don't mean, know. This, this is the stupid thing I'm thinking, watch this movie going like, doesn't Satan have more to like other better things to do to occupy his time nope. than worry about Robert Bronzy? And also, also why why wasn't uh, Bronzy seeing Satan the first scene in the movie? Why wasn't that encounter how the movie started? As oh my opposed god! To a random person getting shot by Bronzy, I like laughed, it didn't make any sense. I laughed out loud when it cuts to the young Bronzy, and it's just a different guy <laughs> with the same mustache. <laughs> yeah, that's how you oh, know man. that was so fucking funny. Uh, it's a young guy, and they're just like, "Hold on, we got to do that two-part little mustache." That is... That's the part I would want if I was in this movie. <laughs> young <think>. Bronzy. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Honestly, the, yeah, no the lines. Was the... Yeah, the mustache was the best actor in the whole movie. Well, I think so yeah. Once again, he's just stealing Bronson's mustache. You know, so it's <laughs> like that was that was Bronson's signature. It is so interesting too. Like, we talk about the big thing is this guy, and he does look spookily like Charles Bronson. Mm. But, yeah, he, he does. But he has none of the charisma or acting ability of Charles Bronson. So it kind of doesn't, I don't understand. The idea when, you know, people leaving like paused reviews going, yeah, man, it's like Bronson's back. It's like, it's what? really not <laughs> at all. Yeah. Aside from. <laughs> pictures because that's the whole reason we started doing these movies is we just saw pictures of this guy and we're like wow that's weird man yeah i mean in that sense the marketing worked right yeah because we saw the pictures and we watched the movies we watched these movies yeah that's true that's yeah, yeah. The marketing did work but, but i mean yeah he is yeah. like charles bronson if charles bronson was eagerly awaiting the early bird special <laughs> at four o'clock <laughs> and sounded and like also Dracula. the die job is terrible like yeah it's so obvious that he doesn't have black hair. No, I mean, they, they, it is, it, he, he kind of, the guy obviously already looked like Bronson, but then they did have to work on the hair and the mustache mm -hmm. to, to really make mm -hmm. it the iconic Bronson. Because the other thing that's weird about it is he looks like Bronson, who was a movie star in the 70s, which means the hair and mustache are very of that era, which gives him this yes. weird like the the article timeless yeah you sent me an uh, article jerry yeah. about the history of of bronzy and his biography and in it they talk about he looks like a 70s actor starring in westerns and stuff and he does <laughs> saying to john is that he needs maybe some shaping some layers in his hair what well, just seems more. like i mean yes. but 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 then the, then the downside is he doesn't look like bronson because we don't have a context for what 2000s you know 2020 bronson would look like so mm -hmm. The, the, there's sort of a there's a there's a weird disconnect here uh and i just love the idea that he's sticking with it even as he's moving past this he just knows i have to look like bronson that's my whole thing i changed well, my I, name <laughs> to be kind of like bronson <laughs> well in fairness i mean he his his actual hair is he is kind of like picard you know patrick stewart so um <laughs> oh really 
No, I, I just made that it, up, but I imagine it, oh, okay. they lower that under his head like Vader and Empire or just like, <laughs> like Vader's helmet. Yeah. Because I kind of think it's a wig. I There's part of me that thinks he's wearing a wig. I mean, it's well, it's fake in some extent, right? Whether it's the coloring yeah. of the wig or some combination of a toupee or something, it doesn't look mm -hmm. like anyone's hair. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so this woman is possessed. Uh, she dies but passes the evil, which in this case is just mm -hmm. a black vapor or something that spits out of her mouth did, into the other woman. Did they steal that from Supernatural, or is that a pre-existing thing? Because I remember seeing an episode no, of Supernatural where that exact that, thing happens. I think that's fairly common, like, demonic possession imagery. Uh, from okay. the stuff I've seen, uh, I also yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Exorcist movies, so uh, I don't not, have a lot of context. Other than for... the have you seen the Exorcist? I I have not seen the original Exorcist. Oh, well, if you've seen an, one Exorcist movie, you, you you've got it. Yeah, you've seen right. that movie. What, yeah. Watch yeah. that movie is really the one worth checking out, though. That is, it it's is actually a it good is. movie. And and aside from. Mm -hmm it being creepy or whatever. It's like, it's actually a good movie. I think that's the thing a lot of them miss is like, they don't take the time to work on the character side of it that makes that movie yeah. so good. They just focus on... You, you would think from the way pop culture talks about that movie that it is two hours of people in a room with a possessed person, but there's much more complexity going on than that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a great it's a great movie, uh, but yeah, most of the other stuff is crap. I do recommend and, and uh, uh, I, I may have mentioned it on here before the TV show Evil, which is a Paramount Plus show. I fucking mm. love, and that is a show that's very kind of X Filesy, but specifically focused on like demonic possession and stuff, but mm -hmm. with the vibe of the X Files. So I really yes. like that show a lot. And that's a priest. Because Mike Coulter's in that, right? Mike Coulter is the priest in that. Yeah. yeah. And it's him and oh. a psychologist. So you have these two people. And the show really goes to like, well, is this possession or is it something else? And it's it's, mm -hmm. it's complex. And once again, actually deals with issues of faith and stuff like that. Because this movie, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the guy who made me laugh so much is the son the the son of the the woman at the beginning because he just keeps going ah yay what demon possession it's like dude I don't believe in any of this shit personally but if I saw somebody floating above the bed I'm gonna start going all <laughs> yes. right maybe we do need to exercise yeah them. I'm out <laughs> yeah like, yes. I'm out yes. yeah because it's like yeah I agree it's horse shit but you're literally seeing it like <laughs> mm -hmm. he goes so he, long he, he like pulls his gun. Doesn't he? He pulls his gun on. Yes. The, yeah. On, on the, the floating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I that my other my other favorite point is is there's the scene where the the uh the the possessed woman starts choking the son and Bronzy mm -hmm. shoots the gun next to it to st I love the idea of startling a demon number one. Uh, but <laughs> it uh, does. Yeah. But then what the guy is mad about is you shot a gun in my house. I'm like, dude, that's the problem here. Oh my god, that guy, that guy's whole character. That I mean, I don't even blame the actor. The way that guy's written is so stupid. It's All nonsensical. Right. I, I, I must have been having trouble remembering the sequences of deaths. Yeah, but I think mm. it's not the first death, and I think the police actually do come to the house, right? And okay. no, I don't think any cops no. actually come to the house. Oh, there, no. is, there is a scene Are, where they talk to the cops on the phone. Well, there was. There was 
there was uh, there was a cop there, and what's funny about it is, first off, oh oh no, the cop comes when the old woman dies. Yeah, that's was the At first the, one. So yeah, it's just uh, before okay. the murders, the they act, just think she died of the woman, natural causes. The woman, the, the police woman, oh, act, hilarious. Actor. She's she, first off, she has like an American police badge. Oh, and it's such a mm-hmm. like party city costume cop badge. It's just, <laughs> and it's just, inexplicably, I don't even know what she was. I guess offering empathy, but this is the part that gets me. She's she's very busty, and they unbutton her shirt. All yeah, the way like, down. no, no, she's a all the way table. down. She's a cop from a Cinemax After Dark movie. <laughs> I thought that too. I thought, oh my god, this is a porno now. And guess what? That woman who played the cop is also in Dinosaur Hotel. She is. Oh, uh, we gotta watch cast. it. Yeah, yeah we gotta watch. Almost that the same movie. cast. They probably yeah. shot it. In- yeah. In parallel. Uh, she's From the a, same house. a British actress. Chrissy Wanna is her name. Uh, okay. Oh, 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 Lisman. Yeah, we have to be so excited, too. Maybe we should wait for this and do it as a two pa- uh, uh, double feature. Uh, they have finished shooting Dinosaur Hotel 2. I see oh, here on her IMDb. Oh, that is I was completed. so worried. Uh, the other one that, I'm, that, that, that uh, we need to remember for future uh christmas episodes is the 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 director of the one of the directors of this rebecca matthews has also just finished mm-hmm. filming a movie called nutcracker massacre which, yeah. uh, <laughs> which 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 yes is about a possessed killer nutcracker doll when the genre was basically invented what was it silent night deadly night something yep, like that yep silent night deadly night yeah there's Santa with an axe going. To the chimney. Oh, the 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 poster for that is amazing because it's just the Santa arm like out of the chimney, axe. but holding the axe on like a snowy roof, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. oh my god. When I think of Christmas and the holidays, one of my first thoughts is serial killing. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's so much of those, right? There, there was the anyway. after Halloween. There was the whole run of holiday themed slasher movies. Uh, the best title of which is still New Year's Evil. Uh, by far, <laughs> New Year's Evil is I, the movie is whatever, but the title is amazing. Again, um, it just it's like somebody somewhere thought of this and was excited about this idea mm-hmm. and pitched it. You know? So let's let's also get into before Bronzy because he gets the assignment to go there as renegade priest. But first, he's going to mm-hmm. visit the grave of his dead wife, which is part of his tragic backstory. Sure. Uh, what what is the deal with this exactly? Does any of this really I was, matter? I don't know. No. And, and also, it was startling when he drew his gun on the, on his wife's grave. Holy shit. He didn't do that, folks. But, but he then, might as well have. But it would have made are, the movie better, actually. No, there are so many times yeah. throughout the movie. There's, I love how quick he is to pull his gun. Once again, <laughs> as and there's there, the movie doesn't make it weird enough that a priest is carrying a gun around. There's one scene no. where he's cleaning cleaning the gun at the dining table. Yeah. And <laughs> and Lisman, I think I recognize this gun as a fake gun we used to have in our movies. And it's made of yes. plastic. It's kind of a it, shitty gun. Oh, 100%. Prop. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a yeah. bad it, prop gun. It's a fake gun you don't want to linger on too long, <laughs> you know. It has plus it had that fluorescent tip on the end of the barrel. <laughs> you know, Oh my god, do you remember how much time we used to spend prying those off or painting them? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We used to cuz we would we would buy those prop guns like that. Like airsoft guns, yeah. Airsoft guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh now I know so, where to get better stuff. Um if if we need so guns in a movie, but uh 
I started making films actually in middle school. I used to make eight Same millimeter well, stop, eight millimeter, stop motion yeah. films, and there was a class in my middle school. So we would do pyrotechnics, real pyrotechnics. But the way we had to do it is we take firecrackers and we have to slice open the firecrackers to get the powder out. And mm. to get enough powder to make a flash pod, it would take us like three and a half hours <laughs> to make oh one little gosh. flash pod. Well, and I will <laughs> and say, we do it. This is the thing. This is, and we go back and forth about this, Lisman, about the uh, the digital gun effects because mm. I get well. Number one, they're doing it for for uh, not for safety, but for cost here, obviously. Yes. Um, yes. But it is this big debate going on now about whether or not they should be using any kind of firing weapons of any sort on movie sets. I will say this movie mm -hmm. is a strong indication we do need to stick with blanks because, my <laughs> God, both the the digital muzzle flare and the sound. It's another movie. This comes up so many times. The gun is so quiet in this so, movie. It's so quiet. quiet, yeah, and it's a massive handgun. Yeah, it's like a three fifty seven. Yeah, well, that's what gets oh, me yeah. about movies, even mainstream good movies, is you know, if for people who have ever shot a pistol, it is so skull crushingly loud. Yeah, and in movies yes. like that, people shooting next to each other's head and stuff mm -hmm. like, inside like an enclosed space. I was just, too. Like, I was it, just watching so a movie loud. the other night, not for this show, but just because I watch stuff like this anyway. Uh, where a woman was trapped inside of a coffin and she used a gun to shoot the hinges off of it. And I thought, well, she's oh deaf getting out of there, you know, she, mm -hmm. she's, she's obviously well, escaped. Well, she made it out, you know, yeah, but it, but yeah. she's just like, oh, all right, and walks off. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys. I'm sure you guys know this, but uh, Robert Rodriguez, when he's filming our, his El Mariachi, is a student yeah. film. Yeah, mm -hmm. he couldn't afford blanks because they were more expensive, so they used live ammo. Yeah, and they're <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stories like that where you're like, Jesus Christ! Uh, it's cheaper to shoot real ammo. <laughs> there's some. There's got to be something wrong with that, you know? There like, is. The... yeah, that's <laughs> stupid illegal. Um, yeah, but, uh, that guy had to cut a lot of corners to make uh, that uh, to make that film. Yeah, uh, I saw a thing with Buster Keaton where they were actually shooting a live Tommy gun in one of his movies, and he had to well, they, dodge. They used to do that back in oh like God. old Warner Brothers gangster movies. If somebody was yeah. being shot at, they would hire marksmen to shoot near the actors so they would really hit bullets God. in the walls. God, <laughs> that's so you have horrifying. Like, you have like James Cagney step out of an alley and there's a bullet that really hits next to the wall. And he's like, Jesus. You know. Good Lord. <laughs> Don't worry, that man's a trained marksman is kind of their attitude. <laughs> I know, oh, that's fine. the thing. And now we're going like, mm, should we even use blank ammo? And back then they were like, Jesus Christ, man. Just do it. We really got a guy with a bullets. rifle job there. You know. Yeah, I know, right? That's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it, it was authentic, you know. I believed it was so real. I, I know, didn't no I, acting I, required, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I would legitimately be terrified. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> don't even have to act. Uh, so he goes out to the this little cottage in in England, and that's mm -hmm. basically where the rest of the movie will be. You got to have the scene of him prepping his tools. I think this is where you get him cleaning the gun too. Because you get him mm -hmm. with the you get, mm -hmm. you get the holy water, you get the cross. I will say, for as bad as the gun prop is, I did like the cross. The crucifix was mm. a good, solid prop that should be in like a vampire. I think yeah, if you're doing an exorcist movie or yeah, maybe even a vampire movie, the cro that cross m should be more important than a gun because well, he was, again, be I a gun. Uh, yeah, it was a very, very good. I think he got it at the crucifix hut. <laughs> 
I think so, yeah. At the outlet, at the outlet mall. Uh, if any of you mm -hmm. need a crucifix, I know a guy who can get you a hell of a deal. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Heck of a deal. Sorry. sorry. I, ooh, ooh. Yeah, sorry about that. I guess you could say I'm kind of a renegade priest. Uh, <laughs> whatever. I demons. Yeah. He sends demons to hell. Wait that, a minute. How I, the the missed opportunity to have him gunning down a demon, going the power of Christ <laughs> compels why, why you. Why did he never dip his bullets in holy? Oh, water, that. You know? Oh my God. I mean, that's the thing. Once <laughs> so again, wasted we want. Uh, yeah. This movie, the problem. One of the problems with movies are so serious. Well, I want a grindhouse gun-toting mm -hmm. priest versus the devil movie is what I yes. want. Something that is really schlocky. I want the Roger yes. Corman version of this movie, you know, the, the Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what the title of the movie promised. That was know? what I was and expecting really and the, the promo imagery was all him with the gun and stuff like that and so that mm -hmm. yeah, I am a little bit disappointed. The movie is stupid but not stupid fun. Yeah. Like it doesn't know Just it's stupid. stupid. You know, it's not like Sharknado which <laughs> it's trying to be this movie thinks it's like a serious and the other thing this movie very Sadly, things is that it's scary. It thinks yeah. it's creepy for the and, wrong reasons, though. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing I was thinking about in all the scenes where they film is all the scenes where somebody's possessed is man, an actor has to look pretty silly to be possessed, and you really are hoping the director finds a way to cut that. They didn't hear. Like yeah, the amount a, of there's a level of trust you have in the director, you know, because it's to, really to silly shoot to shoot you in a way that's and it's really yeah. silly to crawl around their own ground going, you know, like that. Like you think about mm -hmm. uh, the Evil Dead movies and stuff, right? That you know, right? It's all about the energy of it. Here, it's so flatly <laughs> shot with such long takes that I'm just going. I am conscious of oh, this poor actor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they're in this cottage, right? Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. and then, so like we have the new one, like it was her, I don't know, her caretaker, or yes, yeah, yeah she's, house. she's stepdaughter, I don't know. She's and possessed. so she's got it now. And, and then, uh, and then the whole then, family is gathered there. I did think the, mm -hmm. was the pitch for this knives out with a demon. <laughs> yes, that's oh. what I was. I was not expecting the uh, who done it aspect. Yeah, who, the yeah. Uh, only it's instead of who done it's who demon. Uh, so this this has one of my favorite scenes in it, where like the the again the, I don't know who it is who's the second woman who's possessed. Yeah, and um, she's in the bathroom making all this noise, and then one of the other cast woman comes in, knocks on the door, opens the door. And she's writhing on the floor. She is missing her eyes and all this stuff's happening. And the other act, you know, the other character goes, are you okay? <laughs> hey, uh, are you okay? <laughs> oh my gosh. It is very obvious. She's not okay. But no. She yeah. Those are my polite. favorite kinds of lines. Yeah. I, I love okay? stuff like that. Well, we, what movies. was the th uh, uh, Oh, no, that was over on the, the Lisman. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to our patron feed, you should be because Lisman was mm -hmm. recently on an episode of Campbell and Jones Meet the Monsters, a monster project yes. I do. But in that, there's a, in the movie you were on, Lisman, there's a scene where a giant cement column crushes a guy <laughs> and somebody actually does go, He's dead! <laughs> no oh, shit man. he got squished like oh, oh he's dead scene. 
after he, she, she, uh. she so she, she starts getting scared and then she instead of running which is as soon as i saw that i'm running i don't care yeah she thinks the house pull, is gone she thinks to pull leave. out her smartphone yep and to turn on the flashlight and maybe she thought maybe she couldn't see that i don't know but so the light from her smartphone starts like bothering the possessed woman or something I and then she guess. finally shuts the door finally well can i ask oh. this who called bronzy <laughs> i don't know i uh the older woman did the, okay the, 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 the daughter because the, the the family yeah, yes the, the casting fam- director <laughs> the, the family, no christine the character named okay, christine because the, the family the gathers at the house here and we should we should just for for sake of this so after the old woman dies the and and then passes on the possession to her caretaker the the family mm-hmm. gathers and she has a son and daughter who yes uh have uh let's see uh the 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 daughter has a daughter and they each oh sorry they each have a son and daughter right uh yes uh and and, 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 and then there's the the black literal black sheep cousin uh who's mm-hmm. all dressed in black who's just yeah listen was that I was, nick the the let's see no uh rose is the rose is the sheep. black sheep cousin nick is the grandson patrick mm-hmm. is the son of the old woman uh christine yes. who you're talking about is the woman who died that's her daughter and then her daughter, so the granddaughter, is Rebecca. Not that any of this matters. I barely clocked any of these names. Rose is the only one yeah. I caught because they keep saying it. Yes. Uh, I, think there's a, I think there's a Maggie and Sleepy Dopey. There's not a Maggie. There's a Magda. Magda, uh, yes, yeah. that's right. And is mm-hmm. that the caretaker? Magda is the, is the caretaker, yes. Caretaker, yeah. So she's the one who's currently possessed when Bronzy shows up. And yes, the highlight of the movie is something I've never seen in an exorcism movie, which is she's spouting all of her demon and Bronzy just fucking backhands her across the room, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Well, I mean, when you're speaking in devil tongue, uh, that's very offensive, <laughs> the things coming out of Ooh, her mouth. Knock that yeah. shit out right now. Uh, so they they put her on the bed, and this is where they homage the original exorcism. Yeah, they zip tie her to the bed. Yeah. Okay, but that's mm-hmm. the, that gets me. Is like they did a terrible job with the zip ties. Yeah. Because they kept putting her hands back into the zip tie. <laughs> Didn't tighten them. Kept getting out. Well, and the thing she is, getting out. The, this is the thing with the demon talk. It doesn't have the uh, visceral nature of uh, uh, of the exorcist because they're just kind of spouting demon babble there's no mm-hmm. i mean the the thing I, this, that will always stand out to me from the exorcist is when the demon goes your mother sucks cocks in hell <laughs> you know it's like right. it's a taunting and it's a clear voice you know and here it's yeah. just like wait like, i just i just found on the web what she was saying in demon speak was a recipe for baklava ah oh okay and bronzy's yeah. there with his notebook going everybody be quiet i'm trying to take oh, this down okay olive so, oil that's the secret <laughs> uh, yes. i should have known. known oh i didn't <laughs> That's when I've been going wrong. I understand. I've been using canola oil the whole time. All right, now I'm going to shoot this demon. 
Uh, now I need a, need a high temperature oil for the, my buck. And again, I apologize to our Hungarian listeners. I don't know Hungarian food, so I would have said something Hungarian for the yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, so I they tie her down. This made this mm. just made me laugh. They, they get her tied down, and he goes, "All right, we start tomorrow." tomorrow what <laughs> and then he fucking goes to bed you literally see him he's like oh what a day and he's taking his shoes off and getting into bed and i was like good lord come on man i, don't I will be staying here for four months don't worry about <laughs> once it. again in the exorcist i don't remember max von Sydow being like Yes, now it is time for me to take a rest. Uh, is there a room I could use? Uh, I just need to sleep for the night, and then we'll get to exercising tomorrow, you know? Well, uh, I mean, would have done it today, but union rules and all yeah. that. Oh, it's after five. It's quitting time. Does Bronze's character even have a name? <laughs> oh, the, yes. oh, yes, he does. He does. It's um, uh, Father Yosef. Fa oh, okay, that's right. Father Yosef. Well, in fairness, Father Yosef's part of the... The uh, vigilante priest union. So it was yeah. five o'clock. They had to not. Yeah. They had to knock off. Sorry, according to union unless exactly. you want to pay me overtime, it's bedtime <laughs> for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? This movie's not so bad after all. Now that it's, we're talking yeah. about it. <laughs> well, the, yeah, all of these movies we can make much sillier. <laughs> the other thing that I will say though is, in this movie's defense, blissful eighty-seven minute runtime. Ooh, thank yeah. you, film. It does not you know, I, overstay its. It as stupid as it is, it really didn't drag for me. I was able to watch it straight through, yeah, even though it was, it was pretty I, that was dumb. The first thing I that was the first thing I checked was runtime, and I was oh, like, oh mm. god. No, we. I, I don't know if you've picked up on this list, man, but both I think both you and I, without even talking about. It, have rejected anything that starts to run too long on this show. At this oh, yeah, we, we didn't need to talk about we it. We don't need yeah. to do, I mean, it, once again, we talk about anything creeps up into like over 90 to 100 minutes. Yikes. Yeah, I don't think show. we can do Absolutely Gone with the not. Exorcist because uh, Gone with the yeah. Exorcist is four <laughs> hours long. Although I will say... <laughs> There's is, an intermission in between it is, the two halves. Thank God because it's so cheap and stuff and stupid. It's it, But also, yeah. I do think it actually probably damages story that is so, so short because we have oh, no yes. sense of any character because the movie is just like yes. we got to get to the thing let's go you know uh well there's also a lot of characters in this movie there's too many well. characters i mean yeah it is like dude either do a possession movie or a whodunit a possession whodunit is very <laughs> dumb because i did think it is once they got into like, and there's a killer in this house, I'm like, wait a minute, is there not a demon Where? possession then? I don't understand. Yeah, it comes from access to a killer. You know, also yeah. okay, so now yeah, it turns into a slasher movie. It was like Nick. Uh, it is the it is Nick. the grandson who gets it. Very bad. smart mouth on that. Like, I think this is kid. the kill of the movie simply because it's the only one that's like viscerally bloody right he just gets stabbed yeah. to pieces yeah so so he dies and then i love the reactions to it i mean first oh they're like God. they're like upset but again no one calls the cops and then like three minutes well, later Bronze, they're all bronzy specifically is like no don't involve the police in this the man's <laughs> body is right there and he's like no no don't call the cops this the okay scene, so they're, this they're, oh, that's God. what the devil wants uh, us to do <laughs> th this section made me so mad because they're all like, ha so he gets stabbed at night after everybody goes to bed. Uh, and so they wake up, they're having like a, a normal morning.
happening. And I'm like, so his body's still there, right? Yeah. How has nobody noticed? They've had breakfast. They've had coffee. Well, it's finally, they've been talking for a while. I think it's fine. And when it the, reveals yeah. where he is and it's just his legs sticking out from behind a chair. He's literally in the other I, room. Just you know, behind, exactly behind a chair. And nobody noticed. No, they're all like, was, I, hey, what happened to Nick? Where'd he go? <laughs> and Rose, not wanting to let on that she's a Satanist, is the one, though, who goes, oh, I think he probably went out for a jog or something. Oh, that's right. And then it's only yes. when they call his phone and hear it ringing in the other room do they go, oh, my God, he's been stabbed a million times. You, wouldn't Why there, wouldn't there you be hide like the a, body? Well, number one, you might smell something, and number two... There'd be so much fucking blood soaked into everything. The amount of times this he's dude also gets a stabbed. very tall man, yeah, as well, yeah. There's a lot of person to try and hide behind that tiny little chair. Also, uh, yeah. this is weird. Bronzy immediately is like, "Wait a minute, there's a secret." Because they go, "Well, it couldn't have been the possessed woman because she's locked up in that room." He goes, "No, no, look at this. There's a secret passage in the closet." We will not show it on film, but yeah. there is one. Believe if you, me. If you look over here just off camera, there is a secret <laughs> passage. And then we get into this weird thing. We get into this weird thing where the granddaughter is like, how did you know? You've been here before. He's like, yes, I have been in this building before when it was a school. And that's where I met God. my wife. And you're like, "What? wait, what? Was it the X-Men yeah. school? The school for the gifted? It's here. It's Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. I briefly had some telepathy powers as a child. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's... it's Superpower is boring people to sleep. You yeah, know? I don't... But yes. I, 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 yes. I mean, even when, as soon as you give him the Bronson voice, he does become more exciting because there is an energy to Bronson that is missing from this guy. Uh, so that's yeah. why I kind of always give him that. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, the point of the movie. This is the point of the movie where I texted John. I go, correct me, remind me. Am I supposed to root for the protagonist? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> so did, I started rooting for the demon. Uh, yeah, Jerry texted me last <laughs> night, going, I think I'm rooting for the demon now. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm just, yeah. I'm like, what is once again? What does this have to do with anything? Why is this in? Why did he? Why is this be, in there? Why did he? I guess because the idea. But it takes so much work to get to this. The devil lured him here to a place he has a connection to. But that also means that this old woman had to buy that place and live there for mm -hmm. decades. Yes. <laughs> I, I, it just doesn't... Uh, he does get the second and last of any kind of one-liner here when he says... You know, because like, she's like, will you help exercise this person? We're finally getting to actual exorcism. And he goes, just mm -hmm. remember, this isn't a sermon. It's a confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I froze Surprised it's not the tagline of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I love uh, Bronzy's like. What's, what's uh, the difference between <laughs> It's a confrontation. It's just you. I was waiting for the like, all right, it's you and me now, Satan. Uh, that's what I was waiting for, and it never comes to that. Me right? too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you, I mean, what we want, we can't get, which is, we already saw that movie last Spooktober, right, when we had Chuck Norris literally hand-to-hand -hand fighting the devil 
in a movie we watched yes. last week. That was the best ever. He was yeah, roundhouse we were, we, kicking Satan in the face. We Exactly. We stated before the movie, if Chuck Norris has not roundhouse kicked the devil, then this movie has failed. Yeah. And it did not fail. It delivered the roundhouse kick we were waiting for. Yes, Chuck this movie Norris should have Chuck, taken some taken some lessons Chuck from that. Chuck Norris gave Satan a beatdown in that movie, and it ruled. <laughs> George uh, Carlin had a famous routine talking about supernatural and angels and stuff, but they all seem to have to obey physical laws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there is always that. I, the thing I come back to, and 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 I don't I don't know, but I was gonna say, watch us lose a chunk of the audience here when it becomes atheist talk. But it is always one of those things I go to like. There have been thousands of religions over time and stuff, and you just happen to find the exact true one? Like, that's sort of the thing I always come back to about these kind of movies, too, where it's like, yeah, yeah in order to buy into this stuff, it means you have to literally take the Bible at face value. And yes, that's just not, that doesn't work. Uh, yeah. So so now it's exorcism time. He's got the granddaughter reading from the Bible, as he's, uh, you know, doing the classic, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> Seems like she's doing most of the work, by the way, by reading. I know. She's kind she of is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this is where we get the, she breaks out of the things, and now she's floating in the air, and he's holding her back mm -hmm. with the cross. It feels very Hammer vampire movie. Anytime he puts that up, and it's like, you will not pass, demon. It, again, um, float, if I see a floating person, I'm running. I'm out. I know it just it's, it's yeah. And yet, dumb dumb Uncle Patrick is like, uh, yeah, I still don't buy any of this. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> He's skeptical. Listen, I, I I literally just said I don't buy any of this. But Jesus Christ, man, you got to take what you see here. Some mm -hmm. supernatural's yes. happening. I don't know that I, you know, but it's like uh, I just I, at a certain point want Bronzer to be like. Oh God! Are you kidding me, pal? <laughs> you know, like yeah, but... I'm gonna shoot you in a second here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she floats. He does see the face. Of, this is the first time we see the face of the devil on her briefly, and the face of the devil mm -hmm. is like this white-skinned, black-eyed. I don't know. It looks like a. It looks like a. Uh, it looks like a potato. Yeah, it looks, but it looks closer to like an alien than a, anything I'd think of as a Satan sort of. It might image. have been a potato. I mean, they use potatoes in uh, Empire Strikes Back for asteroids, so. True. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, for just a second, it goes. Which, once again, it's trying to do the exorcist thing where you do see sporadic frames of the demon face. But uh, number one, that was a much simpler design. And two, really mm -hmm. didn't linger. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this lingered a little too long. It was trying to do that like very quick flash yeah. of. Well, they could only afford half face. an hour in the editing bay on that one. So, so right, exactly. The, yeah. the the demon whatever leaves her because now the 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 caretaker woman is dead. After this, because I think Bronzy shot her. Is that right? Uh, uh, no, he just pulls the gun here. He doesn't actually shoot her. Oh, I think... for some reason, I thought he I shot her. He got pushed. Like, he was going to shoot, and then someone pushed him, and he shot That's down. It. Or That's it. Like That's it. It's the, he he, he uh... aims the gun at her, and it's Uncle Patrick's like, no, and the gun shoots into the floor. So then, then why did she die? That's unclear. But it's just so okay. Uncle Patrick can be like, you fucking <laughs> killed her. You got to get out of here. Okay. He goes, you've brought nothing but death to this house. <laughs> And then uh, 
And then Bronzy just goes off on him in his tour de force of his scent of a woman style monologue. Oh, (laughs) oh, no, not even close. He just sits there and goes, I don't think that'd be a good idea if I left. Exactly. Because um, <laughs> he, go, he goes, I may have exercised the demon, but there is still a killer in this house. Hoo-ha, I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, this movie with renegade priest Al Pacino, 100 times better. Oh, oh perfection. The power of Christ compels you. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! yeah. Uh, oh, now good. we're cooking with gas. You know, like uh, <laughs> here we go, Attica, Attica. Well, of course, very famously, and in one of my favorite nut job Pacino performances, he did play the devil. If anyone remembers the Devil's Advocate with him oh, and Keanu Reeves, yes, a totally bonkersville performance from Pacino. Um, yes, and also like you're like, who else should play the devil? Obviously, Al Pacino. It's yeah, got to be Pacino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone by many names. Yeah, Beelzebub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I got, you got him down. I can't do. <laughs> well, I like. Yes, Jerry. This is also there is a character I play in the show we do that is a very Pacino esque. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, sometimes he's a he's a voice that's fun to do when you just go like oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah there's always he's always making borderline orgasmic sounds oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah that kind of I like impressions oh, that are God. just noises sometimes um I just now that's all I want I just want Pacino in this movie <laughs> instead of bronze we may oh, yeah. uh, we may have flushed out the devil but there is still a killer in this house uh. Pacino never really fell down this rabbit hole right like he never oh, really no. fell down the- oh no uh, there's some Pacino movies on her oh yeah oh oh, oh yeah that's right there's oh a there's a couple oh yeah uh, yeah. Great! Oh, oh I'm yeah, very excited. He's for only that. made a couple. He's—I wouldn't say he's ever fallen down it, but he's dabbled in this world. Let's say. So yeah. Now, so now that like, is so this now where... yeah, now it turns into uh, we're hunting for a killer. It kind of stops being. It will become a possession movie again, but here it mm-hmm. kind of stops for a while, and it's like somewhere in this house there's a murderer. Well, it's uh, kind of like. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. No, it's just like the. Uh, uh, pa- Patrick is his name. The, yeah. The, I think they have a, a a long scene where they're at a table talking. And, yep. And uh, I probably just tuned out, was thinking about what I was going to eat. And um, <laughs> but after that, <laughs> isn't it where like right now. Yeah. the killer appears in like a he's in the living room, I guess. Oh, and the this... killer pills appears in like a hooded. Oh yeah, raincoat. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're in like a is, black. This, this is this was what hood. made the movie so worthwhile for me because. Once he, Patrick runs into the killer, who you can't see the face in the living room, and yeah. what what happens next is the slowest chase in film yeah. history. <laughs> it's also the, I the, mean, the killer the is slowest. using the killer is also chasing with a ceramic pot as the murder weapon, which is also <laughs> uh, a yeah. bizarre choice. Oh, okay, yeah, a watering oh, can. That's what's amazing. So he's like barely trying to. I think he got stabbed once, and he's trying to get out onto the porch. Yeah. And the killer's just taking a, a step like one every 10 seconds. And he gets mm-hmm. out there, and then there's this conspicuously placed tin watering can. Oh, it's a watering can. Yeah. That's what <laughs> it is. And 
That's what the killer uses to kill Patrick a watering can. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in fact, I think it's the chase is so slow. I think it's still going on while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> yes, and they're they, still filming it even this, to this day. This is where we get the bronzy flashback to, I guess, in his dark youth when he was a drug dealer. He hands this drug user some was that it's it's like crystal meth it's a crystalline drug that he hands him i don't know what it is it's yeah. crack rocks or something but as soon as this mm-hmm. guy gets high his face turns into that of the devil and then bronzy wakes up and i guess that's the time that bronzy is the only person on earth who's seen the face of the devil but why did he see the i have face no there. idea but i guess that's what drove him into the priesthood well, they filmed that scene because this he he's a method actor. He was actually asleep when they filmed that <laughs> scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if he's asleep <laughs> anyway. That was trailer. Yeah. If he's asleep yeah, anyway, maybe we should put a dream sequence in here. Uh, yeah, so then they all they all wake up the next morning to find Patrick beaten to death out on the back patio. But he was well-watered, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's good. Yeah, he wasn't dehydrated. And again, how they react to it is just like. They're like, get out of here, Bronzy. Once again, their first instinct is, get out. This is obviously your fault. Oh, and by the way, he wrote you a note right before he died. So take that shit with you. And I got the long scene of Bronzy walking out to his car, but like looking back sadly, like, okay, I'm going now. Here I go. Going to get in my Kia Sorento. Uh, and I'm gonna go get a coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how much do you want to see him go? Like, yes, give me a, a non-fat grande macchiato, easy on the whip. Uh, I've got I gotta to, watch my figure. Do you, you have... want a venti? You want a venti, sir? I don't know. Whatever's largest. Yeah, whatever. Pick the biggest one. But easy on the dairy. It upsets the old tum tum. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be in the bathroom all night. Jesus. See, they should have so, heard you, John, to rewrite the script. I'm telling you. The, yeah, just so adding him, like mundane scenes of him ordering coffee. That's what this movie needs. Him putting the pieces together. He he didn't do any work. It was it was Patrick <laughs> who wrote the letter. Wrote the letter. That had him realize gave him that it was all wrote. the photos he needs as evidence. Yes, uh, yes. And, and we get Burkoff on the phone being like, uh, "Yeah, I'm still in this movie." Hey man, he goes, "What? Do you, yeah. He goes, how's the exorcism going?" He's like, "Oh, they threw me out." And the guy's like, "Hey, that's not cool. You go back there and tell them you have to stay." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Hey, wait a minute. Here's oh, all the I evidence." I should have thought of I, that. All the evidence I need to solve this mystery. Because, yes, he sees... Maybe the laziest screenwriting I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, it's not much of a detective story if, you know, once again, in Knives Out, there's not just a scene where Daniel Craig gets, oh, oh, good, all the pieces of evidence are right here in front of me. I see, yes. Somebody else has put it together. (laughs) See, they would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for the crazy priest. <laughs> well, because yeah, we do, and and oh boy, the the scene really lingers because you see he sees the tattoo on Rose's leg, and then it flashes back to the symbols the woman was making in blood on the floor. He's like, "Oh my god, now I know who did it." <laughs> Except it doesn't make sense 
because the movie cheats in a way that I fucking hate where the the person in the big hooded robe that killed the other people was really tall and then it's this tiny mm-hmm. little woman that it actually is you're like no movie you can't do it. that's not cool uh, yeah she, she wore silks yeah you know, construction mm-hmm. oh that would have been very great. tall platform shoes that would have been actually. great he whips the he did hood a lot of drywalling off. in between gigs so. <laughs> he, he, he whips he whips the hood off and it reveals her they go but she's such a tiny woman and he whips the lower part off and she's on stilts they <laughs> see how it's done this is not or the they devil. do that thing like where, where the kids go into the bank and they're standing no, on the shoulders. It's the, the two mm-hmm. people together. With the trench coat and fake mustache. But while this is happening, yeah. this is where the, the mother is on the phone with the police going, Oh no, officer. Everything is just... By the way, as soon as there's a British woman, it just turns into Terry Jones and Monty Python, my impression. But, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, mm-hmm. it's just... Oh, I love it's this just, scene. That's what... Yeah, it's, like, uh, are they in on it? Or they did they get possessed too? But I, they, like, she's possessed, right? That's the thing with the mother, okay. where she goes, "Oh, everything's oh, for you. Everything's for right. him, Mister okay. Policeman. No reason to come out and check on us." Um, and this is the scene too, where they, he's a very naughty boy. Um, and they reveal that she's a demon. I forget what character's in there. Yeah, but I, yeah. she, she, but the, and the, I love the lightning. I love the lightning. It's an you can obviously tell it's an LED flash. Oh God, but yeah, the, it's uh, bad. But when they turn to the camera and she. She's just inexplicably spewing like black yeah. liquid out of her Oh, that's mouth. great stuff. Like, it, like it's just dribbling out of her mouth. Well, because that mm-hmm. happens when the granddaughter is like, wait, why would you tell the police that? Two people have been murdered. They need to come here right now. Right. And then Rose mm-hmm. appears behind her and it's like, yo, nobody's telling anyone anything. And yeah, when she turns back, the mother is, is pouring black liquid like she's fucking the penguin in Bat- at the end of Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, the actress, the actor committed. She committed to it. You know, she she did. She really did commit did. to it. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, yeah. I I wasn't scared. I was. Uh no. I was no. I was I, cackling loudly. I, yeah. I, I I at no point in this movie was I even remotely scared. Now I, I'm pretty. No. I have a pretty strong tolerance for these horror movies, so I rarely get scared of these things anyway. But I don't. Thing, but this movie was not this, scary. This so. thing though, I'm, but but I can at least understand when something scary even if i'm not viscerally feeling it this is just mm-hmm. yeah this is you're just going like well this is just silly uh and yeah and a lot exactly. of that is due to the filmmaking it's just not nothing about the presentation of it is scary even if what you're seeing no. is supposedly upsetting in some way um mm-hmm. yeah so bronzy comes back uh <laughs> this is where bronzy comes back mm, all the lights are off in the house and no one's around why that's suspicious and then out of nowhere, he starts getting choked because in this, the the oh, demonic right. possession powers are really close to the force, right? Like, <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. I completely forgot choke. about this. Yeah, because they actually have the demon like raising out like Darth <laughs> Vader and making the choking hand. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought. I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, like in well, The Exorcist. It was an homage. To, to, yeah, in The Exorcist, know. people get, like, thrown about and stuff by demonic powers. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it ever being like, oh, he's got me by the throat. I thought it was a little crass when the demon said, don't choke on your edition. That's a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little. Oh, that, nose, that you saw that cut. They had to cut that out after Disney sent a cease and desist letter. Yeah. Don't steal <laughs> exactly. our shit. Uh, never did love. Just blanked out. 
did not love that Vader line. A little quippy for him. No, I, no. I, 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 otherwise, I loved Rogue One, but that line I thought was a little like, dude, that's a little too, you know, snarky for Darth Vader. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah Vader, Vader, not not a punny. punny no, no, sick, yeah. You know? it, I mean, you did expect him as he walks away to be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good, good stuff, Vader. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm Vader. gonna write that one down. Oh man, Emperor's gonna love this one. Huh? Oh, oh, you'll you'll never believe it, Emperor. Hey, I was choking him. Guess what I said? I was totally choking Subdirector Krennic, and then you did. Yeah, that's but, what you said. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, he must have been so scared when you said that. Wait. Tell me it again. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Can I use that? <laughs> I gotta use that one yeah. in my book that I'm yeah. writing. Strike me down. Don't choke on your ambition. Oh, it's gonna kill. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I don't mean to criticize, but that really doesn't apply to this situation, Emperor. Uh... <laughs> you got any about, uh, like, lightning or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. Maybe it's something, something to do with extra crispy. Uh... Yes. <laughs> I love the idea of them coming up with I gotta say something here. This is gonna be good. Hold on, let me consult my sheet of one liners. Uh <laughs> now he is kind of a quippy son of a bitch. The Emperor might say don't yeah. choke on your He is kinda quippy. Uh uh all right so yeah oh this scene that is really not scary is when the mother is sitting the possessed mother is in the chair with the white sheet over her what like even obviously in the chair but like, like like why is she in the chair like that yeah once again this is another thing where it's like okay well i'm, I'm gonna put the sheet over me and then i'm gonna crawl <laughs> out of it and it's gonna be real scary like you have to you have to set this up Mm -hmm. Again, I want to see the scene where she sits down in the chair, yeah. sets everything oh, up, and gets be... ready and hides because she and waits to ambush. She starts moving around under the sheet, and then she tears through the sheet, and her mouth once she again is the dripping sheet. the goo. She just tears ah. it. <laughs> and, I, and once again, I wasn't scared. I was more like... What the? Why? Why is she doing this? Like I was just more confused. <laughs> I was scared of how confused. I'm confused. I yeah. All right, for the am for the wannabe and amateur filmmakers out there, there's I'm going to save mm. you five thousand dollars. Is that everything mm. should move the plot forward? Yes. That's the basic rule. Yes. Okay. A every mm -hmm. scene needs to advance plot and or character. That if if it doesn't, cut that scene. That's the yeah. general yeah. rule of thumb in screenwriting. Well, but John, uh, in mean, fairness, she really, really, really likes clean linen. Yeah, <laughs> in this film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I guess maybe that's her character. She's just under there going. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's character mm -hmm. development. It's freshly washed. Um, mm. so, <laughs> so cozy. So that, we, we get another lame. It's lavender. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, they. Uh, I'm so glad I used fabric softener. Um, they. <laughs> We get another lame chasing now where they're running from the possessed mother. And this is Again, very slowly. Very slowly. Very and this slowly. is a pretty lame move where Bronzy just closes a door and he's like, That'll get her and then she just opens a glass the door. door. Yeah. And she comes through it <laughs> and, and he's they like, stand Buck. on the other side. Like they Watching. forgot that the door wasn't locked. Yeah, no. and she just opens, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> like shit!" The and then the door opens. And she's coming after them. So he sends the girl off, and he's like, "This is where he should be. Like, just you and me now, Satan." And this is where he starts splashing the holy water on her face, and it's burning, of course. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, she's and uh, but uh, let's see. Oh, then he finally lands where he, he puts the cross against her head, and she's screaming, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And I I guess that's 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 I guess that cool. took care of her I guess because we don't see her again. Yeah. We see her again. And she's not possessed. But then yeah. it, then it wheelchair. Yeah, then it turns back into the killer movie when he goes in the other room and it's just Rose now holding the granddaughter with a gun to her head. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I guess we're just back to this now. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Everybody be cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put the gun down and talk it, this out. Because <laughs> a demon, demon's going to hold a, something hostage with a gun. That's I what know, it, I love yeah, that. that yeah, that's in the, that's uh, hey, where'd those sure. force powers go? Mm. <laughs> What's your sudden? superpower? I can hold a gun to yeah. a head. I know. I'm just going like, mm. wait a minute. You were force oh, choking Bronzy earlier. Why do you like now? It's it's Mr. 357. Uh, so they, uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's got the gun to her head. And this is where she explains her whole thing is that because she's just their cousin, she wasn't loved enough and left out of the will. Oh, that's right. So I take yes. the, the the biggest laugh I had. She goes, so that's when I turned to the Dark Lord himself. And I was like, oh, my God. This is... What, for a loan? Yeah. To, to improve her credit? Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's see. Now, what can we do interest-wise for you here? Uh, oh, oh, boy. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, it's a 10% interest, but you do have to uh, lure my arch nemesis to a cottage in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how. That's that, it. That's that was the, the prime mover of the whole film. Yeah, mm-hmm. she wanted a house. Yeah, that's what started all this. Uh-huh. Let's see. You are pre-approved, but uh, <laughs> I just. I love, a, it's a can full, we do a short sale? It's Mr. a full Satan. Satan with the horns, but he's got the little reading glasses on, and he's running it through a. He's got an old school calculator that prints out paper. Coffee mug. He like asks a she demon to get him some coffee. It's a, that in the coffee uh-huh. mug. The coffee mug he's says feeling tired. The coffee mug says Hell's best boss. Um, yeah. yes. Does Satan never sleep? Does he sleep? Does he take a nap? Oh, or is I he love... just twenty four seven? I I well I oh, so. oh hang on it's quitting time today. <laughs> uh, well left I'll, I'll call you with the details tomorrow. <laughs> But uh, I'm off the clock. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this he's is... gonna go down to the he's gonna go down to the 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 tonic lounge for a couple of slippery but boom this... booms. You know, <laughs> after work. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's it's half off drink night down at the bar. <laughs> Can I go? No, yeah. it's not ladies' night. No, no. Uh, oh, it's karaoke. Um. <laughs> I'm going to sing sympathy he for the up devil. Cleans up on trivia night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, 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 yeah. I just, th- but once again, this is just when you're ri- when you're writing. Think about your script, and you go like, the whole motive. I'm going to sell my soul to Satan because I got left out of my grandmother's will. Fuck off, movie. Mm-hmm. That is awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not very good motivation. So anyway, it it is finally. The, the the granddaughter, once again, who says the final prayer that wards the devil out of... Bronzy doesn't do shit in this movie. No, <laughs> no, he does not. And so, but he... If anything, neither, he's responsible for people getting murdered because he keeps insisting that the cops aren't to, called. Yeah. Whatever you do, 
Do not call the cops. Um, it's because he's wanted. Yeah. On some outstanding yeah. traffic. No, I, I don't know what anyone. What are you talking about? I, I definitely paid those parking tickets. Uh, <laughs> uh, gotta go. Um, no. <laughs> he. Uh, 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 for his, some reason, his character, he's dying his character here? doesn't do anything in the movie, and Bronzy doesn't do anything no, in the movie. So. No, no. It's too yeah, it's, uh, But for some reason, he's lying on the ground dying now. I didn't understand this. I and guess... then he reappears. That's well, the thing. Well, he's, yeah. he's dying. I thought he died, which no, I was happy no, about. No, because he sees the ghost of his dead wife, and he's like, maybe it's time to rejoin you. And she goes, no, you still have work to do. And I thought, <laughs> oh, God, here's the sequel setup. Weird. Some weeding needs to be done to the backyard. Uh, yeah. It is pretty <laughs> so funny. So you can't die yet. The next Bronzy movie we're doing is called The Gardener, and he does play a gardener in it. So that actually is so, yeah, called Honeydew Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we go <laughs> a bit to of a preview for some, that. some amount of time later, and now the, the granddaughter and her mother, who's in a wheelchair, they go to mm-hmm. uh, Bronzy's church, and there's just mm-hmm. a one-off line about, well, Rose is getting the help she needs. And you're like, help she needs? She didn't have a psychological issue. She sold her soul to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but they go like, maybe the doctors can help her. With what? I don't With know. With demon like, possession? I don't know. That's so weird. Uh, but anyway, we go back out to the graveyard, and now the granddaughter is standing at Bronzy's wife's grave, and Bronzy comes up to her there, and he's like, no, I didn't die. She said I still have work to do. And he comes right, up minor goes boo. Yeah, <laughs> boo. <laughs> yeah, little little humor there. Um, <laughs> Did I scare you? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Bro- Robert Bronzy needs to play a vamp with this accent. He's got to be a vampire in yes. something, right? Yeah, he should be. That would be great. Robert he Bronzy. Looks, he, already, he, would... he already looks like he's undead, so yeah. he's perfect for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give him I some feel like they would makeup. they wouldn't cast him as a vampire. They'd cast him as Van Helsing. Yeah, exactly. He was in a movie yeah. unfortunately, but yeah. I, by the way, but I I wish the real Charles Bronson had played he never did like a supernatural thing. If he had done like a vampire hunter thing or it's like you Oh, that would have been so good. Time's up he, for you, you blood-sucking son of a bitch. Like he kinda, <laughs> He kind of sort of supernatural. This is one of his last movies like messengers some guy put oh messenger of death that that was him versus a religious cult yeah that was that was yes that was approaching that but it was still they didn't literally have powers it was kind of vague mysticism stuff but yeah that's probably as close as he got to like the horror genre uh and that is an episode we'll have to do listen which is bronzy versus a Mm -hmm. cult uh Uh, or bronson definitely actually bronson uh pretty bad movie it's not (laughs) good no uh but uh, so yeah, and right on cue with I still have work to do. Here comes Burkoff with here's your next case, and they give him a, oh, fo- right. a file folder with with like a a, a woman with a bunch oh. of demon claw marks on her, and it's like time to go to work, and then it ends. And I just thought, oh please no, don't set up a sequel. I don't need more of this shit in my life. Well, I'm really sad they didn't give him a Dark Knight, you know, ask. <laughs> at the end of, uh, of the movie you know he gets on his motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> well you know his next case is tax fraud yeah you know, mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> he's, he's working for the irs yeah. yeah 
I see mm-hmm. here you made a few suspicious deductions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't like uh, the looks of this. Uh, <laughs> don't call Department of Revenue. Don't. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you do, do not call the IRS. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's Exorcist Vengeance, a not good movie. Yeah. Yep. Believe it or not, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I think there's only one thing we could possibly put in for Kill of the Movie, which is that stabbing death. Uh, not shot by an arrow, but stabbed by an arrow. Stabbed by that's an arrow. Right. Yeah, that's that's the mm-hmm. best death. I mean, the watering can thing is mostly implied, number one, and silly. It, that's certainly the stupidest death. Yeah, but, but it's uh... it's it, visually it's not anything really. We don't even really see it. It's sort of just like it raises up and cuts away. Uh, you got killed yeah. by a gardening tool. What? What was it? Yeah. Was it a? Was it an axe? Was it a? You know. A, yeah. No, it was a shears, water. Maybe. The, oh, yeah, some gardening the, shears. Oh. One of my favorite hot fuzz death is where the person gets the clippers to the neck. You know that that yeah. was cool because Ed, Edgar Wright <laughs> knows yeah. how to do that. Um, Here's the thing: those watering cans are really light, so. At most, you're just gonna really annoy the person. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you're getting mm-hmm. the weight to really like bash in a skull with it. It's not. Yeah, demons like hold still. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Should have picked a different instrument, but I'm committed to it now. Uh, I have to hit you a hundred more times. Here, this is a this is an either or for one liner in the movie. Is it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! No, but he sent me. Or is it? This isn't a sermon. It's a confrontation. It's one or the other on that. What do we think? Uh, I think I think the first one for me is the. Well, I that agree. is the. I'm agreed. That is yeah, the more Bronson-y death wish kind of thing. I think so. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Guys, believe it or not, I, I while it is my mission to find the strangest IMDb reviews for uh, these movies, hardly anyone reviewed this on IMDb. So I really don't have anything for that. Unfortunately, there really is. Yeah, we'll have to any... write one. I know we'll have to write. You might have been the first three people to watch this movie. There aren't many reviews, man. I don't think people were watching this, uh, or at least carrying enough. Yeah, to write a review. I can see why. But... I'd love to see the met- metrics on it, like twelve streams. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's. I don't think it's many. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, so uh, but I do hear, of course, it wouldn't be the action shuffle. We didn't check in with our favorite Amazon.com reviewer. That's right. It's time for another edition of The Winning Opinion. <laughs> yes, it's time to check in with Bruce Winning, who did not see Exorcist Vengeance. A little too much on the horror scale, I think, for him. <laughs> uh, but I do have here, uh, talk about the end of Bronson's career. He he uh, he he went in and if anyone remembers the trilogy of TV movies he made called the Family of Cops, um, which believe it or not was about a family of cops. Wait uh, a second. <laughs> yeah, they made now, three on. of these things. I Let think me they write were like this down. CBS yeah. TV movies about cops. yeah. He was he Spelled was C-O-P-S or K-O-P-S? <laughs> C-O-P-S. Yeah, this is okay. very important. I would love it if their okay, last okay, name okay. was Cop. K-O-P, the family of cops. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's me, Dan Cop. Um, no, so anyway, the, uh, but uh, Bruce apparently watched Family of Cops 3, which I think does have a subtitle, Under Suspicion. Uh, mm. And uh, here is his review of it. I do agree with the title of this, which is The 90s Had Good Crime Dramas. <laughs> Four three in stereo, just like when we watch TV at the end of the century. I like the story and the style of crime drama production. I like action and violence. I like the shooting. I like the fast car scenes. I like the punching and kicking. 
I had to go 70 pages deep to find this one. I apparently saw one of the other movies in this series of movies, but I'm content with what I have seen. Thank you, IMDb TV, for one more excellent crime action movie. Five out of five stars from old Bruce there. Interesting. Yeah. So he went deep to find this movie. Like he did some real digging. Seventy pages. Seventy. Wow. Well, we did talk about how this kind of sets up a sequel. So what say we give it a shot here? Bust out our handy dandy action movie title generator and mm-hmm. come up with what the plot of that sequel would be i so i don't th- i think it's i think this time it's not exorcist vengeance it's exorcist colon something else right mm. uh like that's actually yes. it like <laughs> exorcist colon something else that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> no no let's uh i'm gonna i'm gonna fire this up and once again i'm gonna switch this for this month from action movie titles to horror movie title generator here it comes. I'm mm-hmm. going to generate a title right here. Uh, okay, so it's the the second one is called Exorcist Girls with Black Hair. <laughs> he faced one in this movie. Wow. So Rose is coming back, Rose I guess. Rose is coming back. Uh, Rose, is, Rose breaks out of the psychiatric hospital. She starts. That's mm-hmm. how the movie starts. Girls, yes. plural, she forms a cult. That he has to take on. She she recruits cult members because she's opened up a a beauty salon where she dyes Mm. everybody's hair black. It's it's a beauty salon where she only dyes people's hair black. You can't get anything else done there. Um, Now, I've heard of cults that shave people's heads, but this is new. This is interesting. Girls with black hair. And yes, it's now a a, a murder spree uh, (laughs) led by this to... What, uh, uh, oh, uh, well, maybe this time they're trying to bring Satan to Earth or something like that, right? Like, I think so, like yeah. Like sort of an omen kind of thing or something, or like a Rosemary's Baby sort of thing where, like, mm-hmm. we're trying to the spawn of Satan kind of thing. Because I want to give him a, a, mm-hmm. a, a race against the clock here where it's like if he doesn't, you know, defeat this cult by a certain point then you know the earth will by a be, certain date you know yeah the, the, earth, when the, the earth will be can happen the earth will be overrun by darkness or whatever we um, learn her last name mm-hmm. in this film it's dark sheer <laughs> rose dark sheer rose dark sheer i seem to mm-hmm. remember the hair uh <laughs> uh yeah that sounds pretty exciting man so that's uh, yeah exorcist girls with black hair Coming to a red box near you with Robert Bronzy. Uh, well, yeah. so we talked about this. Uh, Listen, next week on the show, it wouldn't be an action shelf theme month if we didn't get our old pal Dolph Lundgren involved. I will break oh boy. you. I must break uh, you. And this time, uh, entering another subgenre that is actually very similar, talking about the Exorcist, that there's really only good one good one. It's a shark movie. That's oh, right. Yeah. It's Dolph Lundgren. No. Dolph Lundgren in Shark Lake. Because <laughs> those freshwater sharks are really, oh. really scary. Mm-mm. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is what is the uh, tagline for this piece of shit? Uh, well, listen, I will say this: there doesn't appear to be one. 
<laughs> That's a, I think that might be a first on the show. I don't see anything <laughs> indicating a tagline about this movie, nor looking at the poster. Oh, wow. Does it have one? It just seems to be. This is an action shelf first. It is. Yeah, it is just a big photo of Dolph Lundgren's head and then some water with a fin coming out of it. Oh, okay, I'll give you this. This isn't really a tagline, but it does the where it, where the date for a movie is. It says, attacking October 2nd. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, here it is. I found it. It's a Shark Lake tax write-off. That's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> it's Warner Shark Lake. Owned, Warner it, Brothers owns the film. So. It's Shark Lake. Mm. It's Shark Lake. Dolph has to pay his mortgage this month. Um, <laughs> yeah, do your shark movie. Um, yeah, so that's that's next week on the show. Uh, we, we have a couple oh potential guests. We haven't exactly. Well, so we'll, we will have a guest with us, but uh, that we don't mm-hmm. we don't have anybody locked in specifically. We're talking to maybe you could get Bronzy. Wow. I hear he's yeah. not busy. Well, yeah, I saw the I... Uh, the shark movie. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> when is, when is Bronzy going to be in a shark? Up. Yeah. It feels like it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time yeah. that we see him fight a shark. I do agree. Yeah. I want him to play the shark. I want his face on a shark body. Jumpa, That's what I jumpa, want jumpa, jumpa, jumpa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here I come. Uh, yeah, there we go. Jerry, thank you so much, as always, oh, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having us. me. It was a blast. Yes. Uh, Appreciate it. An absolute yes. pleasure to have you. Uh, but that Bye, is going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Isman. Till next week. Get yourself some action. The action shelf. The action shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The action